Living the Principles. This podcast is hosted by Latricia Smith and Phyllis G. Williams. Living the Principles seeks to expand mindsets, express beliefs, and edify excellence in hopes of building a stronger Black community. Welcome to Living the Principles. Welcome. I am Latricia, and with me today is my co-host, Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Latricia, and whole difference makers. Today, we have a special guest with us. Denicia Hilton is the doctor of oriental medicine, specializing in oriental reproductive medicine and holistic period and fertility strategies. He's on a mission to raise awareness about this epidemic. Whether it's working with women in her private practice or online in the Holistic Menstrual Health Mentorship or on the new Inspired by Period Bypassing podcast, Denicia inspires women seeking holistic methods to support their quest not only for relief from menstrual cycle conditions or to get a positive pregnancy test, but for a more aligned and expressed whole being. Denicia represents Nia which is purpose, because she's giving women a sense of purpose with a better understanding of their whole being. Let's welcome Denicia Hilton. Hi. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Thank you so much for the warm welcome and having me on your show. I'm so jazzed about it. We are pleased to have you. Yes, we are very excited to have you on the show today, Denicia. Let us start out by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself. We heard what Phyllis said in your bio. Can you give us some other information about you? Yeah. Um, well, I do like long watch, walk from the beach and <laughs> going on out to, to the park. Um, but really, really, I actually really do like those things. Um, I know. They, you're, you're in Florida. I said, oh, yeah. I, I want my Santa Beach right now. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. If you ever come, like, just let me know. It's so cool how, like, you can just go to different ones and, like, the makeup of the sand is different. Water mm-hmm. feels different. So it's like, ah, oh, yes. I really like doing that and even going to the park. And I realize because I feel like I'm more connected to, like, just spiritually and then to nature. And then it feels like everything slows down you know, Mm. and um, to be able to just take the breather of, you know, it's not artificial air and Mm -hmm. (laughs) not artificial Mm -hmm. lighting. It's like, oh, this is just awesome. It's amazing. I mean, even that appreciation for nature has grown um, Mm. over the years for me too, because it's just changed, you know, it's changed a lot of my perspective when it comes to, you know, what we are exposed to. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything's like all fast paced. We celebrate a lot of, especially for women, like, oh, go, 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 do, do, do. Mm -hmm. And then you're strong, beautiful black woman you are. And then, you know, you're celebrated for taking on so much. Mm -hmm. And that has been an issue. Like, it's something that I've seen, like, in the practice where, in my practice where, like, women are coming in completely overwhelmed. Really, they're coming in saying, something's up with my cycle. May I get some Mm -hmm. help? Or... I'm having some issues with conceiving and actually having a full-term pregnancy. Can I get some help? And then really what happens is as I start to explore and, and dig a little bit deeper into her and her history, that's when you find 
that there's the overwhelm that I described, right? In her life, in her lifestyle. So like a huge part of what I do is it's holistic. It's truly holistic in that we look at the physical, we look at mental, emotional, and spiritual because each of those aspects plays a role. And really the menstrual cycle is giving a viewpoint. It's giving you a snapshot of what's going on internally with your health and your well-being. I learned that when I was in grad school, it shifted my thought process around it, shifted my perspective. And then I graduated and started my practice focusing on women's health. I realized when I decided to go ahead and specialize in women's health that it wasn't just me. I feel like we've been duped and bamboozled <laughs> because it's like, oh, you're in pain. Like, just take this, you know, or oh, apply this heating pad. But nobody really questioned why is this happening? Like, why is the heavy bleeding happening? Why is it that I may not be able to sustain a healthy pregnancy? Why is it that this PCOS has developed? And all of that has really like shaped and, and made me want to take what it is that I'm observing in in the clinic or observing Mm -hmm. as I just have discussions with women. And, you know, that's where the whole period bypassing came to be like it, because it is just in, in so many areas of our lives and has been sneakily happening and people not realizing it's happening. And what does period bypassing mean? By definition, it is the neglect of and the underappreciation and undervaluing of holistic menstrual health education. And that is actually for the sake of one's own comfort, convenience, Mm -hmm. and control. So it applies to many pieces, many industries where the bulk of it is misinformation or Mm -hmm. no information about menstrual health. And then what happens because of that? It's a a thought-provoking concept to really encourage people to take a look at where it is that they have experienced period bypassing or Mm -hmm. they themselves have been period bypassing others, including yourself. One way, major way that you see this is you might go in with complaints about your cycle being off. And one of the first things they offer is hormonal birth control. Not saying that it doesn't work for some people in a sense of symptom relief, but what will happen is you're not fully disclosed as to the side effects. And then those side effects end up um, hurting so many women in, in their mental health. There's strong evidence in that there's increased um, incidence of anxiety and depression and digestive disorders just from using hormonal birth control. Not to mention all the cardiovascular issues with like stroke or clotting. Then you have it in parenting where parents aren't teaching about menstrual health because they're uncomfortable with having the conversation or they themselves don't know, but won't seek out resources. And meanwhile, you have girls going into school that may start their periods at school and be Mm -hmm. completely confused, think Mm -hmm. that they're dying. And then now you've just left it up to their next 10 year old friend to tell them (laughs) what's going Mm -hmm. on. (laughs) So, you know, like, and there are so many other examples of the bypassing occurring. And really the reason why it's happening is because there's just not the holistic perspective of menstrual health being taught. Why do you think it isn't being taught? Is there some taboo surrounding menstrual health? A lot of people say it's taboo to talk about it. It's stigma. You ask why there are so many different things I see that play a role. I've seen where in some religions, women are automatically told that they're unclean. 
Mm-hmm. During that time. So now you have women that are feeling like they are dirty. Like there's something dirty about a natural process, a natural process that occurs that actually is letting us know that we are healthy and then also is the same vehicle that is needed to literally birth nation. But during that time period, you're dirty. Then now you're also ashamed. If we go back to the parenting, you know, like it's that we, you hide your product, don't tell anyone about that this is happening. And so then what happens there? She may be experiencing some ill symptoms. She's already been told, don't talk to anyone about it. So now you have these women for years dealing with this issue, feeling like they don't have anyone to talk to and then getting misinformed or not even being informed. It's being dismissed in doctor's offices as well. And then you have other, I say like other women do it to each other because I've definitely would go and my my mom would, she was so shocked one time (laughs) because I just was like, I just whipped out a pad just so I can walk to the bathroom somewhere in public. Oh my gosh, Denise, put that away. And I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom. Like it, it happens, you know, there are so many things that play a role into why it is that we're not talking about it. And I was just actually interviewing on another podcast with an MD and he did mm. say that they're not really teaching menstrual health for them. And I'm like, yeah. To the tell. MDs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I practice Eastern medicine. Like the going into menstrual health is something huge. It's mm-hmm. in our medicine. And so there, and like I said, there's things that we just look for as signs of health that permeate like it comes out it's manifested into the cycle and i remember one of my teachers even saying this too like he said that one of his teachers would say oh i just love treating women because they have a menstrual cycle because in the menstrual cycle you can pick up on so many things that could be going on internally Hmm. and it's a gift like it's such a gift but the way that it may have been presented to you is that it's this horrible thing. It may have been presented to you that you need to be quiet about it. It may have been presented to you not at all. And then therefore you assume I can't talk about it or it needs to be secret. No one's actually teaching how this menstrual cycle is showing you and telling you about what is going on with you physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. When you can help actually harmonize those, the side effect is that the cycle gets healthier. I think it's so interesting what you're saying, because recently I was listening to a show on NPR. They were talking about women in another culture. I think it was India, but I'm not 100 percent sure. And they were saying how they had to leave from their houses. They had to go outside to like a, a barn or some other building when they had their cycle and they were saying how some women were dying because they were getting sick and no one would know because Mm. they're isolated to this place until their cycle is over. And Mm -hmm. I just thought that that was so sad. I I do want to say to just so that a disclaimer for some people that may not know, like that is a practice that does still occur in some cultures. And then in other cultures, people might see it and perceive it as that they're forced into like outside huts and, and whatnot. However, there are cultures where the women decide to go there because they want to celebrate and menstruate together because they believe mm. in that power. So there's actually, yeah, there's a spectrum, if you will, of that practice of going into a different space. So yes, definitely like what you're talking about, there is that practice still occurring in some of the cultures where 
yeah, you're definitely needing to go into this hut and, and go do your thing over there. You're unclean during this time period. But there really are others where the women, especially as they're taking care of each other and they've built their community, that they'll start menstruating um, around similar times. And so mm-hmm. there's actually a practice and ritual for them to celebrate and just come together and then go over like, what are the seeds that we want to plant now? And what what would we like to manifest this cycle? And they really do celebrate it. How did you get into this field? I was really inspired when I was in um, grad school. Um, when I was in grad school and learning about, uh, we got to our gynecology section and that's when I learned what was a healthy menstrual cycle. And then it made me turn inward and reflect on my own cycle and realizing that, whoa, my cycle has changed since I've been here. And I was getting acupuncture done regularly. I started following food therapies um, based on my diagnosis. And then I was taking herbs and I wasn't really paying attention, but my cycle really was changing. (laughs) And so it was like, whoa, okay, one, wow, talk about self-awareness and how I hadn't really been paying as much attention to myself as I thought that I was. Um, And then two, wow, like there's this whole discrepancy of what I have known to be okay with the menstrual cycle. And now I'm finding out that no, that's not okay. So that specializing in in oriental reproductive medicine. It came from that. As I practiced and got to know more about the women and just seeing the impact that that's when I realized like this is way beyond getting a healthier cycle. This is like really helping these women like be there to support them with accountability for what do you need to support yourself? You know, let's let go and let's transmute the energy around these traumas that you've experienced in the past, or let's detach from some of these old programs that you have right now. And then like, let's come to a place where you fully feel like you can express yourself. And through her like evolving and then getting to watch that happen, where it's just, I mean, she's so confident and her steam is so much higher. She's like saying, this is what I need and setting those boundaries and being okay with that. And then really, that's when you see the side effect is the cycle would get better. Mm. And so then what happens is because she's like learning more about herself, learning more about her cycle, she starts, I teach because I teach as I treat. That's one of my, that's my biggest thing teach as I treat. So if you're not wanting to learn about yourself, then I'm probably not the best person for you. Because I feel like if I teach it to you, then you can use it beyond it, beyond our time together, because you're going to keep menstruating. And so if you start to see it as your checkpoint every month, then you're able to see where it is that you may have gone a little bit off the path and then, but you are equipped with the tools to know what it is that you need to support yourself and then to get back into alignment. Wow. It sounds like it is life changing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like so, sometimes I read the testimonials or I'll listen to them and I'll have to tear up because I didn't think that it meant that much until I was told by other women and by patients just how much of a difference it makes for them. I mean, think about it, how long women would go around thinking that they were crazy because mm-hmm. doctors made it that you were crazy, you know, if you were screaming in pain while birthing or that mm. they think that you're crazy because you're saying I'm having pain during my period when really it could be endometriosis. 
you're being told like what to do. You're being talked at and it's all about your being like, and your humanness. And so now you come into a place where you are supported and you have this inner wisdom and I'm holding the space for you and I'm guiding you in that. For so many, that's like powerful because they feel like I am powerful. I do. I am. This to me is strength. That's truly strength is when you can operate from your own natural being and operate out of unconditional love, detached from everything. Like a lot of the strong woman thing is actually a reaction. And most people don't see it like that. It's a reaction to to whatever stimulus or whatever Mm -hmm. stressor. Mm-hmm. But to operate from your true inner being, you won't react. You'll mm. respond. I'm glad you mentioned that because one of the questions that I, I wanted to ask you was how these issues affect women's relationships and what can the men in their lives do to support her? Oh, that's such a great question. In the, in the relationships. So when you say relationships or whenever I hear relationship, I, I always ask, like, which relationship? <laughs> Because we're in, we have so many relationships that people may not realize that they are in a relationship with somebody, right? So in this particular one, if it's partners, partners and spouses, those men, you know what? It's, this will apply to others too. Because you could be a grandfather, you could be a father, stepfather, cousin. I say that they are on the front lines and they are one of the first people to observe the changes that are happening for you throughout your cycle. What it is, though, is that they, due to the miseducation or a lack of education, they've kind of been expressing it in a way that it is what I see as period bypassing, which is, oh my gosh, why are you being so mean right now? It's, it's attacking or it's like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to leave you alone because you're PMSing or it's, you know, I don't even want to know about this. Like, can you please just go handle that? And why are you being such a whiny baby? I'm sure it's not that painful. And so if you actually see where it is that you're making statements like that or statements similar to that, actually what they're observing may be legitimate issues for her. But because of what people have accepted as normal, what they've joked about and whatnot, it's she's bypassed. Mm-hmm. And so the more that they educate themselves, then they can begin to see and they see these patterns happening. If it is that you're finding that you're having to go get like pads, like extra pads and tampons, and probably she may be bleeding heavily, and then she may be really tired, go ahead and offer to make meals, offer to help around, and then actually help. You might want to suggest, have you gotten your iron checked? Like you might be anemic. If she's in a lot of pain, like some of them want to be upset because, oh, you don't want to have sex with me right now. It could be very painful for her. and She may not be open in telling you that. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, fibroids may be present or it could even be endometriosis may be present or it could even be vaginal dryness, mm-hmm. which is something that also goes along in the cycle. And that'll change those moisture levels and, and discharge and whatnot will change. So how about you learn more about what's going on during the cycle because you're observing it and you're seeing it. She can, she herself can start to learn more about her own cycle. And then at the same time, paying attention to what other people are observing about them, about herself. And then also for the partners to come with more uh, gentleness Mm. and more respect. Once you really learn what is holistically happening during the cycle, everyone benefits. Although you deal with 
the cycle, you also deal with fertility. What would you want women to know? Or what would you say to a woman struggling with fertility issues? Uh, Your menstrual health is your fertility health. So if you are struggling with fertility, really take a look at your menstrual cycle. Um, because mm-hmm. a fully functional, op- optimally functioning menstrual cycle can make room for a healthy pregnancy. There might be some structural issues, um, mm-hmm. say if there's scarring, like severe scarring that may have happened from a history of STDs, or it could be history from IUD use. Um, it could be history of having a DNC done as well sometimes Mm -hmm. those are three things that can three major ones that can actually impede on the structural level as far as pregnancy goes outside of that a lot of the women when i talk with them and then i do the like the assessments and whatnot you know like well i've been told everything was fine or normal they they diagnosed me secondary infertility um, which basically means they don't know what's going on but when you look at it, that holistic perspective, and then also, like I said, healthy menstrual cycle versus what we've accepted as normal. Mm-hmm. And so when you really look on the guidelines of what's a healthy cycle, sometimes we find out she's ovulating too early. She's potentially mm-hmm. ovulating too late. She may not actually be producing fertile mucus that can actually help support the sperm to reach to the egg in the mm-hmm. fallopian tubes. There's so many other things things that are going on. And so that's why when it comes to fertility, I use the word fertility because that's what they're looking for. Right. Mm. But they, because in their education, they didn't know they're not learning and they don't understand, Oh, a healthy menstrual cycle does lead to healthy fertility. It makes sense to me now that you've explained it like that. I know now in this era of time, many women are waiting later to have children. Mm -hmm. How does that play into part with their cycle and having children at a later age. So in Eastern medicine, we look at the life cycles going for women in cycles of seven. So even then there is an ideal time that the optimum to uh, reproduce. And then after that, it's not saying, oh, don't do it. What it's saying is just that be very careful and mindful that due to time, That means you've had more time being exposed to toxins. You've Mm. had more time being exposed to stressors. Usually when they are waiting until they're older, a lot of them will say that it's, it might be finding the right partner, but it could also be um, career or business, right? Even that comes with its own stress as you're trying to build and, you know, be promoted and everything like that. With all of that, that interacts with your body, you're responding. Oxidative stress is going all throughout your body, it can affect the egg health and it can affect the way that your hormones produce or the way that they interact with each other. Simply due to the extra number of years, you've just exposed yourself to, you know, those longer. Now, it's not to say that it can't happen. It's just that now that you know this, then you'd want to be mindful of where you're at at that time and then fully supporting what you, what your body's saying that you need. Mm-hmm. So you can affect ovulation. You can affect the health of the follicle. Through each cycle, there is a maturation process and you can affect the maturation of the follicles to actually be like, so you're changing its epigenetics, you're changing it. You can change which genes are turned on and off. It's, you can change the alter, like the quality of the DNA of the eggs. You can change all of that through 
changing up some stuff in your lifestyle, including the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. I've heard you mention food therapy. You mentioned what some people consider, I've heard it called grounding, Mm -hmm. walking on the beach and things of that nature. What does treatment look like for a client? Okay, so that, it varies. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because each one is different, but there is a framework. So it's coming in and then, um, and I say coming in because I think about my space and not just the physical space because I work with women virtually as well. So I'm like, that's my virtual space, but like coming in and then, um, you would have filled out some paperwork, which gives me some idea of some things that are going on and that'll help kick us like kickstart our conversation for the interview. And so, um, that's me asking some questions about some things that seem like they're totally unrelated, but because you are a whole person, I'm assessing the whole person and then being able to come down to, uh, within like the Eastern medicine diagnosis side and seeing, all right, let's see what's, what is really happening on a symptomatic, but what are those symptoms saying is happening? Like, what are they reflecting that's happening? Where are the disharmonies amongst the organ systems? And then identifying like what potentially could be the root issue, not just what we would call the branch or the symptom, the manifestation, but what's also the root, you know, the needs for her may not be the same as someone else. That's good to know that it's very individualized because I believe with Western medicine, we're just used to you come in, you tell us the symptoms and you're going to get one of the three of these pills. So, (laughs) so I'm glad to know that Eastern medicine does dig a little deeper to get to the root of the problem and individualizes the treatment. Mm -hmm. Latricia has a question concerning fertility as well. Recently, Michelle Obama had mentioned that she had undergone IVF and Gabrielle Union had mentioned that she had undergone IVF. But I wanted to know, what can you tell people as an alternative? Because you said that infertility is really because of unhealthy menstrual cycles. So how do we get healthy menstrual cycles so that people don't have to undergo IVF or Is there a time where that's just what people have to do if they want to have a baby? So here's the thing. I don't know, Michelle. I haven't had a conversation with her. Michelle, if you hear this, I would love to. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Same thing with Gabrielle, right? Like, because I I did briefly hear about Michelle. I read a more in-depth article of an interview with Gabrielle. I'm going to let y'all in on my thought process when I heard it. Mm -hmm. It didn't surprise me number one. And then number two, um, especially in Gabrielle's case, there were so many cycles that she went through back to back that it did overstress her body. That's one of the first things when I asked them is how many cycles have you gone through? Usually they're forthcoming with that. And then I asked them how far apart were they happening? Because to go through, especially the medicated IVF cycles and IUI cycles, those hormones can do a lot. You're introducing more so than what your body is already accustomed to. And then it's it's stressful on the body itself. My biggest beef with IVF and IUI, and this is why I stress, 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 your menstrual health is your fertility health. Because they will go in and it's more of how old are you? 
how long have you been trying? Okay, well then we'll recommend this. Some directly go to IVF as being the preferred treatment plan because of those factors. They'll do sperm analysis and then also take a look at that and then say, okay, well, the sperm aren't actually... Um, they're not moving so well. So what we'll do is we'll just go ahead and do an ICSI. That means that literally they're going to force the, the DNA of the sperm, like for, force the sperm inside the egg. And then like, they're just going to completely negate that this was an unhealthy sperm. So what happens is you end up bypassing. So this is why some people get upset about like, oh, well, I did all these IVF cycles. It didn't work. And then they, they look at how many embryos were formed and everything, and then they'll select them. And it's like, you're forgetting the basics. The basics is you must have healthy sperm, healthy egg, because guess what happens when they come together and say, you introduce this now. So this is the transfer. You introduce this into the, the host. The host mm -hmm. is the woman because you didn't really assess the overall health of her body. So she could be undergoing so much stress. Her body is saying right now we can't even hold a pregnancy because it's dealing with surviving mm -hmm. its own body. So now think about who you just spoke about as examples, Michelle Obama, mm -hmm. Gabrielle Union, very successful women, very stressful jobs. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. wondered, and I wanted to question, and ask, just have the conversation of what was going on in your life during that time. Mm -hmm. What was going on before that? Describe to me what your menstrual cycle is actually like. Mm -hmm. What was your history of birth control? Birth control, like many people don't think about this either. They, they might have been on it for decades and without even realizing it because it became so habitual. And then over that time period, didn't really know because nobody probably told you that the way it works is it shuts down your own hormonal production at the higher, at the brain level. And those glands are not only responsible for the reproductive organs, they're responsible for other functions. Those hormones are functioning in other areas of your body. Mm. So now you just stop that. And now it's synthetically being operated. And so with that, you have a cascade of other issues. So mm -hmm. when somebody's considering IVF and IUI, um, especially those because they're oftentimes medicated. I say, I ask them, I implore, take some time to support your body for what it's about to go through. When you bring those two up as examples, and I mean, there's there's so many other others out there. And even then, if you actually talk to them, I just put it out there, I'm going to talk to them. Um, but, <laughs> but I mean, if you actually listen to them and you listen to things that they quote unquote would fight for, they were actually in positions and in places where uh, she may not have felt like she could fully express herself. She's internalizing a lot of anger and frustration. And you can hear that from Gabrielle a lot when she talks mm -hmm. about just in, in the acting industry, you mm -hmm. know, or just how she may not be able to do a role the way that she wants to or what they're telling her she has to do. And that, that encouraged her to start her own. But if you look at the timeline of when she was saying that the IVF stuff was going on, she actually was really internally conflicted mm. from, from just the information that I'm you know putting together. For Michelle, her own career and then family and then what transitions and things that were happening there. She's angry about things and wanting there to be some change. But then they weren't really expressing it in a healthy way. 
And so then she's having to put on a face to get through whatever that is. That is a way that we are internalizing our emotions mm-hmm. and we create an internal stagnation. By creating that internal stagnation, we have increased our stress hormones. We have pretty much covered up our true expression of ourselves. So now we're moving more and more out of alignment. And then side effect, you'll have issues with your menstrual cycle. And then they're in their case, they're wanting to grow their family. So therefore they're just like, oh, my fertility is off. I'm not a huge Gabrielle fan, but I have read her book and she did speak of how she used to be just very angry towards women, just angry in general. So what I hear you saying throughout this interview is you really have to do some internal search with your physical, emotional and spiritual being to see if it's a reflection of your cycle. You'll see the cycle as reflecting the physical, the mental, emotional and the spiritual. When I say the cycle it's from cycle day one to cycle day one. It's not just the time that you're do- in an active bleed, which mm-hmm. that is a, that's a misconception because during that menstrual cycle, the whole cycle, there is a cascade of events that are going on. There's mm-hmm. ebbs and flows of hormones, some predominating more at one point than another. And where you're at in your cycle plays a role on the mental state. They all interplay between each mm-hmm. other. That's what I'm hearing as well. I think this interview is going to be very beneficial to a lot of female listeners and even their partners that are dealing with issues that reflect in that area of the menstrual cycle, or even if they're approaching premenopause and postmenopause, that they'll have a better understanding of the hormones and things of that nature. I, I really enjoyed a lot of this information. It was a lot of information. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm 35. I should be very familiar with cycles. So I, <laughs> so I really appreciate all the knowledge and I guess the lifting of the veil of our perception of things as well. Yes, this has been some really great information. I'm glad that this information is being put out there so that people won't be embarrassed and ashamed about what is truly natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Can you tell the listeners where to find you, social media, website, yeah. or even your physical <laughs> building? Yes. Um, so actually you can, in the uh, website's being worked on, um, web designer just hit me up today. <laughs> like, I need your content. Um, it's Denicia Hilton. It's D-E-N-I-C-E-A. Hilton, H-I-L-T-O-N.com. It's actually Denicia Hilton is my handle for Facebook and then also for Instagram and LinkedIn as well. Um, The podcast that's coming out is You'll See Sisters of Flow. That's my old podcast um, that I'm laying to rest. And the new one is Inspired by Period Bypassing. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for having me. I appreciate you allowing me in your space. Latricia, we spoke a lot about menstrual health and how it ties into identity, culture, spirituality, and so much more. Do you have a principled challenge for our listeners? Principal challenge. Live them out. Our principal challenge for today is... Be understanding when someone seems like they are more emotional than they usually are. Maybe it's because they're experiencing something that you're unaware of. 
seek first to understand. All right, thank you very much. That brings us to spread the good news. Open your hearts, ears, and minds to our next section. Spread the good news. Not rumors, not rubbish. Living the principles, we spread the good news. I'm trying to stick with a theme, so I'm going to speak of wholeness as it relates to being a woman. Dr. Paige Long has not only acknowledged the maternal morality rate, she's intervened to decrease it in New York and New Jersey. She believes if she instructs in a clinical setting that she can eradicate biases which contribute to poor treatment of women of color. Dr. Paige Long, thank you for intervening on decreasing maternal morality rate in Black women. Another doctor is Felice Carlton. Felice Carlton recently spoke on W-W-A-Y in Wilmington, North Carolina, concerning the seriousness behind stress in women. You can visit StressFreeWomen.com for your assessment and to assess her platforms. Stress affects us more ways than we can count. Our third person is not a doctor in the sense of medical means, but she is a spiritual coach and an author. Sean Ellis is the author of Being Woman. She believes in women being whole spiritually. Her services include guided meditation, chakra balancing, spiritual and soul wellness retreats. You can learn more from Sean on SeanEllis.com. That is S-C-H-A-N-E-L-L-I-S.com. Sean Ellis. We spoke of many African-American women changing our means of wholeness. That concludes Spread the Good News. Well, Latricia, we have done a lot of learning. So can you finish us off with a soul snack? Our soul snack for today comes from a Kuba proverb, and it says, Women are part of the origin of life's biggest mystery on earth. They know the secret of a good life. That's our show for today. Until next time, enhance your minds and impact your communities. Thanks for listening to Living the Principles podcast. Be sure to visit us at livingtheprinciples365.com to access the show and join in on the conversations.